Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody coming at you from sunny Florida as the early signing period day one is complete for the Mustangs. And look, uh, a surprise in a way for the Mustangs on the first day of their early signing period and one new addition into the fold. We're going to talk about both of those players uh, as SMU sit, came into the day with the top ranked recruiting class in the AAC. They're going to have to uh, battle uh, in the end to retake that spot. And I'll also share why that looks like a real possibility for Rhett Lashley and company who really put together a nice high school class with very little drama throughout the cycle um, and one that they should be very proud of in terms of hanging on to. So let's dive right in. The news of the day, quite honestly, um, came from the high school ranks. Uh, as well as one piece with the with the transfer portal uh, targets for the Mustangs. We'll talk about that at the end because we'll kind of reset a little bit with what SMU needs to do uh, down the stretch with the transfer portal. Uh, but the the big news was DeSoto safety, Jaden Milner-Jones, fresh off the state championship at AT&T Stadium, flipping his commitment from SMU to Colorado. He had been a longtime SMU pledge. Uh, and one thing we haven't really talked about too much on the pod in a way is Craig Niver uh, leaving to take over as Coastal Carolina's defensive coordinator. He was the lone recruiter that was really on Jane Milner Jones hard, identified him in the spring. They got him on board shortly thereafter. Um, and he had a really good season for the Eagles in route to that state championship. He played corner. He played safety. He played linebacker. He played all over his his clips that we posted on the site. Uh, quite honestly, just a little bit before, um, you know, flipping to Colorado uh, really showed somebody that that can do a little bit of it all. He flips to Colorado after Craig Niver leaves for Coastal Carolina and did so on signing day with SMU balloons, with his mom in SMU gear. Him and his dad unveil the Colorado Buffaloes uh, T-shirt that they had ready to go uh, to go play for Deion Sanders. And look, I mean, I think it's a big loss in terms of what you're trying to build long term, especially since Adrian Wilson, the Keller Central uh, safety, ends up going to Washington State. Two of those guys warn Craig Niver targets, and it's tough. Sometimes these players have to, uh, you know, make tough decisions and move on, especially when their position coach leaves right around signing day. So Jaden Milner-Jones had a spot at Colorado. He takes it. Um, and now you kind of saw a flurry of transfer offers go out uh, in the secondary, both at corner and at safety. And at corner, that's something I feel like we expected. Uh, they have a nice haul already, but they also want to address that position some more. And without Jaden Milner-Jones now in the mix, they've got to uh, continue to bolster that safety room. He's somebody that was physically ready enough to play special teams, to jump right in. Um, and you know, just just be able to contribute on that front uh, in terms of depth. Um, we've seen some guys move on already. We expect more attrition in the transfer portal, some guys that maybe uh, naturally move on. So safety is still a big position of need for SMU and even more so now with Jaden Milner-Jones moving on. But look, the big splash of the day for SMU was Everman defensive lineman Kevin Allen committing and signing pretty quietly with SMU. I'd gotten a tip. I put in my on three RPM pick for the Mustangs to win that recruitment. He had offers like North Texas, Wyoming, uh, Washington State, 
former SMU defensive lineman Michael Gwynn was recruiting him at Sam Houston. And this is somebody that I think is under the radar. And at us at on three, we gave him an 87 grade, which is a high three star. Um, he's about six, two ish, six, three, two ninety. And he's coming off a season. Get this. Uh, he's a finalist for the Landry award, which is the top rated, uh, the top, uh, North Texas, uh, player in, uh, uh, in the high school ranks. And, uh, he was able to, uh, be a finalist for that with Jackson Arnold from Denton Geyer, who's going to OU and a five-star quarterback. Um, Owen Allen, the highly productive South Lake running back. John K. Cook out of DeSoto. Um, there's another one in there uh, that he's a finalist with. That's impressive. This season as a senior, 112 total tackles as a defensive lineman, made 27 and a half tackles for loss, five and a half sacks, added a fumble uh, force and a fumble recovery. He has over 200 tackles over the last two years combined smu got on him once his senior season came out um and i really am impressed with with what he brings to the table bolsters that defensive line class that already has jordan milner uh jordan miller uh and elijah roberts into the fold both of them signing with smu as transfers uh yesterday so i think this class you add in braden flowers along the defensive line you add in damian wimberley who i saw at the state championships and all of a sudden, you're adding that depth that they need on the defensive line. They'll continue to look for more. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say they're done in the transfer portal, but there's still going to be more that enter. There's still going to be more that want to go take their talents elsewhere. This window runs until January 18th. Um, and so SMU will be watching to see who enters then. That was the big pickup on the early signing period. And look, now SMU sits... Um, in the in the uh, team recruiting rankings, four on three as the number, um, I believe they're the number three class in the A in the AAC um, on the on three consensus team recruiting rankings. Uh, number four for on three, and I, I think they have a chance to move up. I was talking with a lot of our ranking staff um, over the course of the state championships and talking with others in the industry, and there are a lot of guys who signed with SMU who really looked the part. So as these final rankings get, you know, put together and finished up, um, it's going to be one to watch in terms of SMU moving up. And here's why. And I've noted this in some notes for our on the Pony Express subscribers. If you haven't jumped on board, it's $10 that gets you through the start of football season, um, you know, next year in 2023. So $10 for roughly, um, you know, nine months of coverage. Uh, that's the new deal that's in place. So it's kind of dropped down from that $10 for a year. So don't miss out, jump on board. We appreciate everybody. We have 40 new signups in the last two days. Uh, so thanks for joining and keep subscribing to the YouTube channel. We're just about to pass that 400 mark. As far as SMU's class that they held on to, this is a class that has a lot of players in it, in my opinion, that are underrated um, and could really emerge as top flight um, instant impact type of players. I went and saw Damian Wimberly play in the state championship against DeSoto. He's got a 6'10 wingspan. He's about 6'5", 270, 260 range and tested off the charts a 4'4 shuttle. He's got that 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 um, lateral agility that you want, displayed a really impressive spin uh, move in his repertoire at times. And look, in high school, he was playing every down uh, in the state championship. So I think he's one to circle uh, a high-end um, talent and upside prospect uh, that could add 
to his recruiting ranking. Jamarian Carroll is somebody that we have as an 88 in the rankings. We're the highest on him out of any of the recruiting services right now. He's a top 100 wide receiver for us at on three. I think he should be pushing up into that 75 range. I think he should be an 89, maybe even a non-on 300 four-star. His talent reminds me of Rasheed Rice. He's a ball winner. He's got long arms. He's competitive. He was in a program that, you know, he kind of carried that offense um, in a way this season at times. And I was just really impressed with him. I mean, he is kind of in the middle right now, according to the on three consensus. So um, let your voices be heard. ESPN has him um, as a as a as the number 173 overall receiver in the country. He's much better than that. Um, and I think he will move up. Um, I'm pushing for him. I, he's one of those guys that I'll stand on the table for in terms of SMU commitments. Uh, another one I really like, and somebody who, um, you know, one, you have Kevin Allen, who hasn't picked up a rating from any other service. So he's going to pick up some additional ones uh, and his rate, rating will, will rise. But Sean Scott, before he jumped on board, was the lowest rated uh, commitment of the on three consensus. And he's 6'7", 270. Picked up some Power 5 offers this fall as a senior. Um, I think as he develops, he's going to be in terrific shape to really contribute at a high level. And then another one, Brandon Maizono, really physical linebacker. SMU has kind of signed some tweeners um, that has that have grown into linebackers. We've seen Jimmy Phillips do it. Um, and we've also seen some others not work out as well. You know, older Juco guys who are undersized. Um, think back to, to Brian Holloway, for example. You know, this is somebody that is physically ready to go. And SMU hasn't signed a thumper like him. And Alex Kilgore, really impressive athlete. Those two linebackers, long-term for Scott Simons in this room, are really impressive. And both are um, you know, just off the charts good, in my opinion, uh, with Brandon Maizona being much better than his rating. And then Alex Kilgore, he's the top-rated uh, overall prospect on the on three consensus in this class. Um, I think I would kind of take a little issue with that in a way with Damian Wimberly and Jamari and Carroll. But you have Alex Kilgore holding down that top spot in the consensus. He's got one of the better shuttles you'll find, 4-2-40 in that, or 4-2 shuttle, um, which is really impressive. You know, I just think this is a prospect that deserves more, arguably a more productive and better athlete uh, than Texas A&M commit Damian Sanford, who's on that same defense. So I'm not going to say SMU is going to end up with the top-ranked AAC class, but there's a lot at work here um, as these final rankings get done where I could see them moving up and, and finishing as a top rated class in the AAC. So kind of keep, keep that in mind as you're looking at them. Um, in terms of transfers, SMU had a huge start to it. We've talked a lot about it. Four Miami transfers in edge, Elijah Roberts, uh, wide receiver Keyshawn Smith, uh, running back Jalen Knighton, and defensive lineman Jordan Miller. Then you add Liberty linebacker Ahmad Walker into the fold. Uh, Kale Sanders from Fresno State at corner, Charles Woods from West Virginia at corner, uh, and then Jonathan McGill from Stanford at safety. And then they also added Hyron White, um, the offensive lineman from uh, Missouri. So SMU's transfer hall sitting pretty right now um, as the early signing period inches to a close. I did drop some notes at OnThePonyExpress.com um, sharing that I don't think they're done. Think there could be some Christmas presents, so check in on that. Um, and there are still some more uh, that are added to the mix. And let's kind of run down what's next. Look, SMU has to address the tight end room. We talked about that uh, before uh, signing period began. Jake Roberts, the North Texas tight end, added an offer uh, 
uh, on Wednesday night from SMU. He's somebody that was really productive this past season for the Mean Green. They're going through a coaching change. He's got two years of eligibility uh, remaining, uh, 6'5", 250. He'll bring something to the table that SMU doesn't have. He caught 28 passes for 394 yards and three scores last year. He kind of broke out in 2021. I think he'd be a perfect add to complement um, RJ Maryland. And I, I think it's going to be, um, you know, something that if SMU presses here, they'll be tough to beat. He's a huge position of need. Uh, and, and I think they need to go all in on Jake Roberts. The tight end position um, is really thin uh, for transfer targets in this cycle so far, just like it was last cycle. And that's why SMU didn't add any. They add Trip Reardon uh, from Frisco Wakeland, and they add Lonnie Johnson from Fort Worth Timber Creek in terms of two tight ends uh, that they brought in from the high school ranks. Trip's got the size to kind of contribute early. Uh, but still, talk about two freshmen that are uh, going to have to adjust to college and, and um, you know, that whole uh, aspect of, you know, moving on from high school to college. So, to bring in somebody like Jake Roberts would be huge. SMU is still looking to add corner and safety depth. One big offer that went out, Amir Renwick, a Baltimore native, whose teammates with JUCO target Bishop Fitzgerald at Coffeyville's uh, Community College. Uh, Renwick, 6'5", 205, had 99 tackles, 5.5 for loss, 3.5 sacks, 2 interceptions on his 2022 season. Some big schools like Nebraska, and Washington State are already in there, but Bishop Fitzgerald, you know, quote tweeted, if you guys want to look at that and kind of read tea leaves, uh, quote tweeted his offer and said, you know, hmm, are we going to team up? So SMU is still right in the mix for Bishop Fitzgerald. They add those two to the to the safety room. That is just kind of remaking uh, that room right before our very eyes. You'll have Brian Massey back. You'll have Brandon Crosley back. And the way Ahmad Moses looked, you'll have him back. You add in Jonathan McGill. They could land those two guys. That is night and day difference uh, in terms of how that room looks. They also offered Liberty corner Chris McGeginson, uh, who played for Scott Simons at Liberty. He's got Cincinnati, Miami of Ohio, Arkansas State, Old Dominions, and, and others in that mix. Six foot, 190, 33 tackles, two for loss, and a forced fumble in 2022. So we'll see how that push goes over with Ahmad Walker, his teammate being committed as well. And then Texas Tech transfer safety, Kobe Miner, a Lake Dallas native, added an SMU offer. He's got Colorado, Indiana, Memphis, Louisiana Tech, and others. He has three years to play two seasons remaining. He added 12 tackles and two pass breakups in 12 games a year ago. Um, and so SMU continuing to beat down the door of some of these uh, transfer additions um, in the secondary. It's a big, big position of need uh, for this staff that they've got to continue to address. Uh, and they're um, and they're continuing to do that uh, as well. So um, I think this transfer class uh, is really going to be something that remakes uh, this roster completely. Uh, and we've seen them add some talent already. Um, I'm really expecting some big things in terms of how this one finishes out. There's a couple more um, that we already are considering um, as silent commits. So be on the lookout for that as well for whenever those guys decide to make those decisions public. One um, big loss on uh, the early signing period was Keytron Jackson, the Arkansas wide receiver transfer going to Baylor. 
this is a big loss for SMU. This is somebody that I put in an on three RPM pick for. It was a little shocking to see him go to Baylor. Baylor also losing Austin Novosad, their 2023 quarterback commit to Oregon last minute. Uh, they don't really have a great offensive situation. Keytron Jackson, one of the big things that he really wanted to do was stay close to home. Um, and I'm very surprised it wasn't SMU. They had given some strong indications that it was going to be the Mustangs. Instead, he goes to Baylor. Kind of a shocker there for the staff, quite honestly. But look, you already have Keyshawn Smith on board. Um, you're bringing in a couple wide receivers in this recruiting class. They have some coming back. I think they're going to be patient in finding another Daquan Felton, uh, the Norfolk State, State wide receiver who they had brought in for an official visit, went to Virginia Tech, probably because SMU thought Keytron Jackson was in the boat. Uh, Felton was somebody that I think really had some strong interest, interest in the Mustang. So for Keytron Jackson to move on, that was a big hit to the class, but still uh, somebody that is going to stay close to home. I've heard, um, you know, some things about his mom, you know, maybe battling some health issues. Um, so he'll be playing his rest of his college football in the big 12, but look, this transfer class for SMU is terrific. They've hit on pretty much every target. They've really, really pressed for, um, we've seen them make some decisions like Joshua Eaton and Leon Bell, the, um, the Oklahoma transfer cornerback. And then, uh, the, the Kilgore college offensive line. And they kind of, pushed on with other prospects there. So, um, look, this is exactly what you wanted. You wanted to see them remake this roster, and they've done so at key positions. Now they can stay patient and add some others, um, and they're doing just that, extending a few offers. I bet they'll go for some others as well. So with that, going to wrap up this edition of the podcast, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. We'll check back next week uh, with more for you guys. So hit that subscribe button, and we will catch you guys with another edition. Merry Christmas and have a good one, everyone.